Hey guys, what up? As always, it is the tone. Ficky Ficky motivates with another episode of Shades of Tone. Yeah, I'm an ad lib, but you can't tell me I can't sing, no. It's the point that I enjoy it. But anyway, guys, today's episode is about giving thanks and being happy. So over the holiday, instead of saying happy Thanksgiving like everybody else was, my phrase was giving thanks, happy. And that's simply because, um, you know, we tend to forget what the holidays are truly about. And we really concentrate on all the materialistic aspects of it. So definitely wanted to dive into that with you guys today. But first, the financial tube. Did you know if you delegated your paychecks to be split up and put into different accounts that it will help you save? If you want more info, please email me at shadesoftonepodcast at gmail.com and I'll get some information right over to you. So basically, like I was saying, with the holidays just beginning, most of us give thanks, but are we giving thanks daily? I truly want to know, is there a way for you to be grateful on a daily basis? For me, I tend to be grateful daily. I talk to my son about it all the time because a lot of the times if you are living life and you're pretty comfortable and you're not going without, um, you tend to not necessarily give thanks as much because you don't. You know, it's not like you don't have the things that you need. When you tend to have or not have things that you need, then you can look for ways to be unhappy or I wish I had this or I wish I had that. But, you know, even though my kid, um, you know, isn't growing up in the same kind of household that I do, I did. And, you know, he wants for nothing at all. He's a spoiled brat. He's one of the most humblest kids that I know. Um, he's broken generational curses on his father's side, on my side, and the little boy is not even 16 yet. And for that reason, as long as he's on the up and up and doing whatever he has to do, I am going to consistently be his bigger fan, biggest fan, give him everything that he needs and all of that. Why? Because this is my black son, my strong black king and I have to uplift him and show him that it's not only about scolding you when you're bad or you know being happy when you're doing your best but what about those days when it's just a regular day you know you're not super ecstatic you're not sad or anything but you're just going through emotions as humans we have that time and um, those times and one of the main things that I try to do is just you know be as open as possible with him so that he knows that, um, you know, I love him regardless, no matter what mommy is going to be there for him. Um, now, one of the reasons why working in dialysis is such a passion for me is because it forces me to be grateful daily. I've had 
dozens of patients that was the same age as me, younger than me, um, even as young as like seven years old. And, um, you know, it's heartbreaking. These people can't drink more than 32 ounces of fluid in a day. They can't eat the regular foods that we eat. So just imagine being a kid in kindergarten or something like that, and you can't have the snacks that your friends have. Um, imagine being 21 and just, you know, being old enough to drink and wanting to party and just have experiences and fun with your fellow friends. And you can't because it could literally put you in a hospital. So it really made me just stop and want to smell my roses on a daily basis. And um, basically, if a lot of people knew more about uh, ESRD or end-stage renal disease and how it affects us, especially in um, our culture, I think that people would take it more seriously Um and just try to prevent it altogether. So the main causes of end-stage renal disease or ESRD are high blood pressure and diabetes. And unfortunately, in our culture, we all know someone in our family or circle of friends that suffer from one or both of these ailments. This causes them to have to be treated in an outpatient facility and hooked up to a dialysis machine which will, um, which is attached to an artificial kidney and it removes fluids and waste so that they can breathe and function as normally as possible. Now, it's hundreds of thousands of people that don't even know this. They might have had diabetes for years, high blood pressure for years, but if you don't stay on top of your medication and, you know, comply with the type of diet that you should be um, having with these um, pre-existing diseases, it unfortunately kills your kidney. And our kidneys are like strainers. When we cook pasta, we dump it out in the colander and all of the water goes out and the noodles stay. That's how our kidneys work. So all of the waste and fluids are the water coming out of the holes in the calendar and the actual noodles that stay in the calendar are all of the good nutrients and things like that from the food and drinks that we have and consume, um, you know, that we can use. So um, to me, what could I possibly have so bad that I can't be thankful and grateful Day in and day out, I have my health. My son has his health. Um, you know, I'm able to pay my bills. I'm able to go to work. I'm able to walk around and about and live life without restriction. And with knowing that my patients or past patients have to live this life typically for the rest of their life if they do not get a kidney is, you know, it literally just breaks my heart. You meet so many kind of dope people, all kinds of lifestyles from ballerinas to actors and actresses, singers, opera singers, like the lives that these people leave or have lived is so dope. And to now have to go to an outpatient facility and not be able to live the life that you once lived, that is crazy. And if you think about it, it's very depressing. Who would not be depressed in that fashion. So um, I basically just want to make the most out of my life and life experiences daily. I'm more appreciative of the small things and overly sentimental to begin with. So it's a no brainer for me. 
Um, I made it a point to not indulge and, you know, uh, make my son um, materialistic as far as the newest clothes and the newest sneakers and standing out on lines just to get a pair of Jordans. And, you know, that's not what's important. Um, my kid doesn't care about none of that stuff. He literally will throw on his sweatpants and a, or a sweatsuit every day and go about his business. It doesn't matter if he has 10 or 15 pair of shoes. He typically is going to wear the same pair until I tell him to switch it. And I could appreciate all of that because he's not flashy. Um, and it's nothing materialistic that you can do to persuade him. He genuinely has people around him that he likes has nothing to do with what you can do for him, how you dress or you liking how he dresses or anything like that. So, um, you know, I hope that, um, you know, he's he's able to continue to meet people and friends that are just like him because it's so far and in between. You know, kids are having sex younger and younger, getting knocked up teenage pregnancies. They're not even living their life. They don't want anything out of life. They're wondering why they're struggling all this time and all of this. And I just want to literally make sure that my son has the chance that every other kid um, that is not, you know, from our culture has. And so far, so good. So I am proud of him and I'm proud of myself as well. Um, so I want to know motives how can you be more grateful this year? Have you ever volunteered? I have. I'm actually going to volunteer um, this upcoming Thursday in Daytona Beach for um, just basically helping sort um, toys for tots and all of that stuff. So I look, I'm really excited to do that. Um, have you ever did something for someone without expecting anything in return? So for instance, sometimes if I'm driving into the city and someone's panhandling and they ask for money, you know, depending on how I feel, I will give it. Um, some people are adamant about not giving it to them because they automatically look at it as negative. You know, that person is going to buy drugs. That person is going to do this, going to do that. But the way I look at it is that I'm genuine. I'm not giving this person my hard earned money so they can buy drugs. I'm giving this person money so they can possibly have room and board, put it towards room and board, you know, um, get something to eat, stuff like that. So whatever that they might do with that money, that might be the opposite of what I gave it to them for is none of my business. God knows why I gave it to them. And in turn, God knows what they do with it. So that has nothing to do with me. Um, I want to know. Do you believe in ripple effects and paying it forward? I truly do believe that as long as I put goodness into the world, that it will come back to me. Um, some of my friends or exes have said like, oh, you're so naive. I always got to look out for you. I'm street smart and book smart. I'm a very well-rounded, intelligent individual. And one thing that you have to know about me is that you're never getting over on me. You're never getting one up on me. Okay. Cause I'm blessed and I'm highly favored and point blank period. If I do something for you, it's because I felt like it. It's because I wanted to. So you might think you're getting over on me or whatever the case may be. But the simple fact that you were being malicious, um, that's your karma, baby. I don't got nothing to do with that again. You know, so I typically mind my business 
and I butt in when I feel like it as far as helping people. I try to always make sure I donate clothes and toys. I don't throw them away. I don't necessarily go to like the Salvation Army and places that might resell them, but I'm really big on social media and literally, you know, posting, look, I have a bag of this. I have a box of that. Uh, you know, I have several pairs of shoes or whatever. Is there anybody in need? And usually people will jump on it and they're so appreciative. And I know that they're actually going to use it and they're not going to put it in a store where people that actually need it can't afford those items. The most important thing to me as well is are you treating others how you want to be treated now again that's not to be dumb or you know let people just walk all over you you still need your boundaries you still have to have a backbone you still need to stand your ground but simply put um, for example in the morning if I pass by you or I make eye contact I'm saying good morning now I'm not saying that for you to say it back to me I'm saying it simply because to me it's the right thing to do. You never know what someone is going through. And a simple good morning or human interaction to a lonely person could in some instances literally mean the difference between life or death. So with that being said, I want to know what's something that you can incorporate starting today that could affect others possibly, positively. Um, for me, what I started doing, um, when I moved into my new place several months ago is, um, you know, I started with myself, um, you know, getting up, making my bed, showering, getting dressed, even if I was going to be in the house for the day. And it's become like second nature now. And I feel weird when I don't do it. So I said that to say, you know, even things that you're not used to or that, is not um, common for you, you can definitely incorporate that into your daily routine until eventually it becomes second nature. As far as something that I do publicly to incorporate and, um, you know, affect people positively um, is the podcast being a motivational coach. Typically, everything that I speak about or have to say is to help others live their own truth. It's to be transparent, to let people know that is there are others out there that will be transparent with you, that will be honest with you, that will love you wholeheartedly, that will not backstab you, that will not be karmic, all of that stuff. There are people out there genuinely for you. They don't care what you have, what you own, how you look. They love you for you. So I just feel like with consistently being um friendly and you know just engaging with people I might never see again, a lot of time you might make that impact on them. You know, you might change their day around or at least soften it. You might make them think about saying good morning to the next person that they're with. And that's all it's about. All it's about. One of my main models is tone motivation for the nation. And it's basically motivating one person at a time. I'm not looking to have a mass effect on the world immediately. I'm looking to be slow and steady. It is a marathon, not a race. And as long as I am conscious, my heart is pure and I come from a place of love, light and healing. 
people that I come in contact with and speak to will be able to pick that up. It's all about energy, baby. And minds is crack. Okay. So, um, tone motivation tip of the day is it takes several weeks to make or break a habit. Time will pass anyway. What do you want to add or remove from your life? I truly want to know that. So as always, you guys know how to reach me. And as always, always love. To respond to a question, make a suggestion for an episode, to be a guest, or give feedback, reach out to us at info at You can also find us on social media at Tone Motivates, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and at Shades of Tone underscore podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, you can find us at ToneMotivates.com where all of those links are as well.